morning. Good evening, Julie. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? I'm great. Especially because I am so excited to have our Ogtro, our outro for our eight principles of mentoring, of Aug mentoring, to be discussed right now. This is our wrap up. It's going to be episode 19. We're almost done with season one. And we've explored a whole lot of principles, made a lot of friends along the way, all our spirit guides, a lot of symbols. I've spent some time riding my bicycle, trying to collect my thoughts on what's important. But I'm going to ask you first, talk to me about why does the concept of AUG mentoring, why does this mentoring relationship mean so much to you? Because I know you're even more excited about it now than you were when we even thought about recording episode one. Well, you ride your bike and I walk kind of sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly through the park um, here in Brooklyn uh, with a dog. And I'm always thinking about yeah, like reflecting on what's going on and what I see as my purpose in my work. So whether that's, you know, our work together, my work, my other work, or my work uh, with friends and family, like what really is my purpose? And I feel so excited about Augmenters because more than anything, I just feel like great relationships and really connecting with others, being able to share about yourself, being able to share vulnerably, being able to learn from each other, that's the best part of life. I mean, there's like nice shoes, which are great. And there's, you know, fancy cars and there's trips or what have you, but just developing great relationships with people where you feel like you can really be yourself. You can really learn from each other. That to me is the very best. So if we can create any kind of shared language and content where people are able to feel more comfortable entering into this mentoring relationship. Some people like rules, they like a guide, and if we can kind of use our principles to create that guide for others, they're going to feel more comfortable and more confident having these relationships. And that is so exciting to me. What's the playbook? I like it. Especially thinking about the metaphor of going on a trip. To me, like what's memorable? What makes it meaningful? Yes, there's going to be views. There's going to be sites. But everybody talks about the amazing conversation with the random person they met at this museum or at this restaurant, this kind of meal with somebody else that they shared. So even a mediocre trip, quote unquote, with fantastic people is going to be more meaningful. You're going to look back on that 20 years later and really still in, like think about and feel that trip compared to a really good trip with nobody meaningful. And you know what I love about mentoring too? It's for everybody. Literally, it is for everybody. It is for young people. It is for older people. It is for married people. It is for single people. It is for professionals. It's for non-professionals. It's literally for every single person. It's for and... Yankees fans. It's for Red Sox fans. <laughs> oh, actually, I think it's just for Red Sox fans. At least I'm supposed to say that. Sorry. Everybody except Yankees fans. Just kidding. Um definitely Mets fans for sure. It's fine. But no, it, it was really for, it's for everybody. Um, maybe one day a Red Sox fan could mentor a Yankees fan. Stranger things have happened. 
Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's, what's really special about it too, that it is a way to foster these really kind of deep, uh, relationships and it can be across generations. It can be across industry. cultural divides. It can be across industry. It can be across, you know, and you see how much we actually share with each other versus how, how much we have in common versus how different we are from each other. So, and the truth of the matter is, Jimmy, I always, I feel like I'm always a bit of an underdog. And I think mentoring is kind of an underdog concept. It's a concept that has been a bit counted out, a bit old school. And for us to be able to have the opportunity to try to refresh it, I think, I think it would have a lot, I would feel a lot of purpose um, in that journey. I love it because just like the underdog, it's not getting a whole lot of publicity. Mentoring is not out there being fancy, demanding attention. It is, it's almost like, like fasting or like quality diet, exercise, and sleep compared to pharmaceuticals. You show up, it's consistent. Everybody can do it, but not anybody's going to make profit off it and change their financial lives. So yeah. it's, this, it's this concept of, you know, when we all give together, it is a multiplier effect rather than a quick fix. It's the classic, are you looking for instant gratification? Or are you looking for a long-term investment? And mentoring is that long-term investment in quality relationships that last. I mean, I've shared this with you, and you know this study came out years ago. Uh, of course, it's not a, a, a double-blind uh, hypothesis you know, in the lab being tested, but uh, Harvard Business School went out and found that the people that were most happy after 70 grand of income a year. So once they met that income threshold of $70,000, the happiest people were the ones that said on average, hello to more people on their block than the other cohorts. So just the simple fact of saying hi, not even knowing their names, but feeling that community, which mentoring can provide, especially in this digital age that we're in is so important. Yeah, it's such an awesome reflection of um, how you feel about yourself and how you get to know others. And especially over time, I mean, look at us, we're almost a year into doing this. And the amount of conversations we've had, the, the how our relationship has changed over time. And what I have loved so much of this is the opportunity to get to meet your mentors and get to meet people who have really shaped you over this time and, and helped contribute to your success and all the different cool things that you do. So it's so fun to get to know them. And obviously we are meant to do this together because our two most impactful mentors were both named Pete. Sweet Pete's. Super sweet Pete's, the best, the best. So I think, I just feel that this is really, um, yeah, just an amazing opportunity to really shine a light on this. And I also feel pretty great, I have to say, I don't wanna seem overly confident about our principles because we sort of, invented them as we were going along. You undersell uh, yourself too much. Come on, the <laughs> underdog again. Now you but, put so much time into those and they're from practical experiences. I, it might've fell off the cuff in the moment when talking about them, but the amount of time that we spent going through relationships and testing and failing mentoring relationships for the last 20 years as entrepreneurs, each of us, that really built every piece of knowledge we needed to be able to do these principles well. And, and, and we, cause we started, you actually led again, right to my point. 
we started with an idea that mentoring needs a refresh. Something is off. That, that was our crux of our idea. You took that and suddenly came up with eight principles of the refresh. You know, the, the nutrition communications professional comes blazing through, you know, tears it up and shows us all how to do it. Uh, I added a little bit of the entertainment that <laughs> I learned was so important from uh, teaching and that incredibly smart people, you got to grab their attention. And my students are incredibly smart. So if I'm going to be saying something to them, they can figure it out on their own. So it needs to at least have some reason to kind of, you know, cock their head and listen in a bit. And that's been, I mean, that's been the super fun part because it actually got us in the middle of the pandemic. I think the day both of us got our COVID vaccine to spend, or at least I spent, I don't know, six, seven hours watching QVC. It got us listening to, uh, you know, reinvigorating our love of Oprah. It got us potentially painting Bob Ross paintings, certainly got a lot of Good Jeopardy episodes. So I loved your idea, which at first I thought was kind of crazy, but I was willing to go along with it, of tying our principles to spirit guides, uh, which you find in our in our series, our principal series. And it actually really just brought everything to life. Literally brought it to life. I mean, now I can't think of searching for people or thinking about who would be a good fit for something in my life without thinking about Sherlock Holmes putting on the tweed jacket and preparing to show and be his authentic self through how you interact with others. Yeah, 100%. I mean, all of these things. And, and now, of course, when I talk to people about, you know, setting their goals and setting their vision, I always ask them if they would like a bubbling brook or a cowboy sunset or a mountain. <laughs> They're like, what are you talking about? So the good news is it's made me even seem even more crazy than maybe I've seen before. But at the end of the day, when you go back to it, people get it and they're excited about using these principles in their mentoring experience. You got to be a little crazy to show your tweet. Yes. And what's great is that we've now taken this idea of mentoring needs a refresh. We have these eight principles, which then led us to how important it is and clarified to us that it's really the mentees, the ones who believe in themselves, are the people with power in these mentoring relationships. It's not the mentor guide. It really is the mentee because that mentee needs to show up with this enthusiasm, chutzpah, as you like to call it. These <laughs> Totally. They, you always need chutzpah, especially if you live in Brooklyn. That's how you get by. Definitely in Brooklyn, which is Brooklyn is what the third or fourth largest city in America, if it was by it itself. It is a third. It is a third. Hashtag the third. Pride. Yeah. Sorry, Houston, you're four now. But <laughs> with, so when these mentees are showing up and empowered, they are giving this opportunity to the mentors to one, see through a different perspective, a world that they knew, know, used to know, whatever it is. The, the mentees are able to show off this brand new puzzle that the mentors get to play with for 30 minutes or an hour or two hours, whether it's a year or every month. And what's great is the mentors have no preparation. The mentors aren't on the spot. It's not something that's life or death for them. So it is this fantastic crossword or Sudoku puzzle that they get to experience with a mentee. And the mentees then are able to ask all their questions 
bring all their energy and get so much out of it. And the mentors begin to feel so satisfied with these interactions because they're able to talk about their experiences in a context that matters for somebody else. So they're able to talk about what they love most for the most part, what they love most to somebody who cares a lot about it. And that begins to build this sharing that is a foundation onto this greater relationship. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. And I, and I mentor as you do too. I know because this is obviously a big passion for us as well as having mentors, but yeah, currently I'm mentoring quite, I've, I have been for a while, been mentoring a lot of, um, you know, new businesses, generally women and minority owned businesses. Cause that's my, definitely my biggest area of passion. And it's great because I'm not, I show up to those meetings. I'm not responsible for anything. I am not in charge. I am not uh, on the hook. I get to hear the energy and the challenges and be able to be useful and just share my experience. And oftentimes I'm like, there's certain things I just don't know. I'm not helpful for that, but I can help you figure out who the right person is. And it is, it is absolutely always the highlight. It is a hundred percent the highlight of my day uh, to be able to hear what's going on with these people. And I know for me, you know, as a business owner, there's lots of times I've asked others for help. And at first it feels very humble and you feel like, oh gosh, are they going to, Think I'm crazy? Are they going to think I'm not very smart? Are they going to, you know, what are they going to think of me? And then once you get into the conversation, you can see this connection and how much they, you know, how much they've helped me over time as well. And what's so important for our listeners that are probably thinking, well, how do I know if somebody's ready to share with me? How do I know if somebody cares about my perspective in all of this? I'm a little worried to show myself this individual, I'm intimidated by this individual. How do I know I can move forward? And I, I mean, I, I, I think I just, I told you about this in one of our earlier meetings, Julie, I was talking to somebody recently who is like a fantastic, phenomenal professional. She's crushing it at her job. She's been out on her own now for five years completely. She works with some of the most high powered executives you will find. And she still had qualms about asking somebody to, will you be my mentor? And she knows not to actually use the words, will you be my mentor? But she even asked me, how do I know if this person wants to meet with me again? I go, well, how did your first meeting go? What did it end up with? Oh, well, the person said, this was so much fun. I'd love to talk with you again. Reach out when you're ready. And I said to myself, well, that's it. So I responded and said, that's it. They just said they are ready to meet with you. So take it at that. If they say they want to meet with you, it means they want to meet with you. It means they had a great time. They'd yeah. like to talk to you again. Yes. And take them up on it. Take them up on it. Why this not? is like, it's free. And it's, and first of all, the worst they can do is say no. As you've taught me a million times, I think about it all the time. You know, you only miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So if you don't ask, you don't get. That's, that's kind of the, that's kind of what I grew up with. That's my mom's version of it. You don't ask, you don't get. Um, but it's the same thing. If you don't ask, you don't get. And and why not? Just just go for it. And at the same time, remember that if they um, if they you know put something out there and they say, please call, please reach out. I would love to talk to you again. Definitely do it. I find I and every interaction I have with anybody who I think would ever consider me as a mentor, I always say, please reach out. It is my pleasure. It is my honor. I would love to help you in your journey. Call me, link me in, reach out. And, you know, maybe 10%, 15% of people do. And some of them I've been a mentor to for a very long time. But I'd love to hear from more people. 
So maybe that's an open invitation. It could be. And I mean, we ask for help at the end of each one of our episodes. It's like putting on your oxygen mask. You need to help yourself before you can help others. And honestly, when you help yourself, you scale your help for others. So when somebody says, I'm ready to help you, and they want to spend time with you, and you are looking up to that person, take that imposter syndrome, shake its hand, and say, I'm going to see you somewhere else because I've already been asked to hang out here. I deserve to be here, period. It's like Dora and Swiper. Swiper, no swiping. She just sees Swiper, you know, hanging out, being mischievous, being a nuisance, and she just tells him to back off. So same thing. <laughs> Swiper basically is imposter syndrome in the in the, in the form of a box. Completely. And before we get... Ion. Swiper can mean a lot of things. It's like avoid Instagram when trying to find new mentors for some people. But uh, m most importantly within this like swiper, no swiping and taking off your imposter syndrome. There's also a huge context and reason for why mentoring can be so critical beyond what you might call the soft skills, these relationships, I call them the sharp skills, where you can really understand your emotional intelligence, build these relationships, where as some folks like to say, you are the average of the five people you hang out with and trust with your deepest and darkest secrets the most. So whether or not you believe in that idiom, there is a really important context to mentoring, which is the socioeconomic freedom that great mentors can provide. No, the mentor doesn't provide the cash. That's not it. What the mentor does is they've already shown that they care about you and you've shown you care about them. You now have this bond. You're now improving yourself in a way on a different level than your peers are. So why is that important? What that usually means is that you are furthering yourself in your career, either through being a better professional at whatever you're doing or being happier and taking care of more quickly, whatever you need to do in your personal life. So regardless, you are usually able to go out there and either make an absolute greater amount of income. So more income per year total, maybe working more, or you're able to optimize your income per hour and decide how much you want to work. And as we've seen so much during the pandemic, socioeconomic freedom is a huge deal. So it's not just economics, like I said, it's also about who and where you can speak to in society. And if you have great mentors, you are suddenly going to be opened up into a variety of groups because mentoring spans across such a wide plethora of of who sorry whoever you want to talk to mentoring just spans over it doesn't matter your culture your race your gender your experiences your background if they show that they care and you care back you have a relationship period i love that i love how you're talking about that economic freedom because one thing i've been talking a lot about and thinking about a lot is this idea of multiple streams of income multiple ways that you're making money outside of just your job and whether that's uh through home equity whether that's through multiple businesses whether that's through uh just a variety of ways to to increase your opportunities to have financial freedom and that's something that i think you know i know you and i we put i mean you have you have many different things that you do. So whether that's construction or whether that's education or whether that's your food business, like you probably have multiple mentors in multiple areas. And then of sure. course, there's always like the umbrella mentor 
um, which is just a person that helps you with your personal development and your leadership growth. But you might have a mentor who's really focused in one area, or a mentor who's really focused in another area. So I think that gives you an opportunity. You know, you, you don't want to say you can have an infinite amount because that can get a bit exhausting, but it doesn't have to be everybody, you know, if you have a corporate job, it doesn't mean every mentor you have has to have a corporate job. It could be somebody that's really inspiring to you about how they lead their life. Maybe they have a ton of work-life balance or they've, you know, adopted children from another country and that's something that you always wanted to do. Or maybe they, uh, you know, they own rental properties and they're making money off of that. So join the Peace Corps. Join the Peace Corps, exactly. So maybe just thinking beyond what your typical, what you would imagine your typical um, sort of linear uh, grow or your linear, you know, mentor could be, uh, and think about it beyond that. One thing that we learned from our good friend Lorna Davis in our first podcast on vision is to not, uh, what was it? Not, I, I, I love this quote. You're teeing me up so good. Thanks, partner. <laughs> to not create a masterpiece of a life on a postage stamp. Yes. Think bigger. Think bigger think bigger and think beyond. Yeah. Your goals. Yes. And speaking of thinking bigger, yes. why is socioeconomic freedom important? Because it leads to lives where you can pursue your passion, which is often helping others. I think most of our listeners are here because they want to help others and want to be able to scale that impact better, but also think about the people that are coming after you, who are your relations? What's the next generation of your family? And usually the biggest, indicator of what that next generation of your family is going to be and how they're able to go to school and where they're able to learn the people they hang out with is where you live and how can you decide where you live it's how much of a house can you afford and a really simple metric from my days in real estate is take your monthly income total income subtract out any other loans student loans whatever you need to pay and multiply that by 50. So if you end up with $1,000 of total monthly income minus your student loan, alimony, whatever, that's what kind of house you can buy. If it's a thousand bucks, you're buying a 50K house. If it's $10,000 a month, it's a $500,000 house. And that is a big deal where mentoring can start shifting that income by small amounts. Maybe it frees up your personal time, so it's able to reduce some debt that you may have. Maybe it allows you to work more efficiently and better. You get a small raise. And that can lead to quickly six figures of changes in the house you can buy. And that kind of freedom for your family and the next generation is very special and creates a lot of happiness and comfort in one's life. It's huge. It's huge. And it kind of encompasses all those areas of wellness that we were talking about, a well-being, which is your emotional well-being, your financial well-being, your personal well-being, even your spiritual well-being. I mean, we know a lot about mentoring within religious areas or just having somebody who is potentially even a spiritual mentor. You have all these areas where you feel connected to others and you feel fulfilled. So I feel like sometimes we're an infomercial for mentoring, which I'm totally cool with because based on my love of QVC, I'm obviously very down with infomercials. That's kind of the goal. Get a mentoring relationship and a diamond pendant. You're happy for life. I actually was hoping for the Katy Perry slides. Um, by the way, I, Christmas I, is coming up or Hanukkah. Just they're sold out. Hanukkah. I bought them all. <laughs> they're, they're stuck in a, in, a, in a can on the Suez Canal, but they're coming to me. 
can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I'm going to have to get a fashion mentor. That definitely be next on my list. I could definitely use one of those. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope that people are able to connect to the content we created. I hope they find our principles useful. I hope we're able to really get, if I can dream big for us, my dream would be that we're able to get these principles out to many, many others, and they're able to use them in their everyday life. So Julie, this is why we have partners, because you always talk me up and I'm blowing smoke your way as well, which is we're on episode 19. We already know, it's not we hope, we know that people are connecting with our principles. We know that people are connecting with others. Why that's so important is because together we've created this overarching set of principles, these kind of eight buckets of augmenting, where depending upon whatever stage of your mentoring relationship you're in, you're able to take our spirit guide theme and take our symbols, tactics, and begin to develop that relationship further and deeper and in a more meaningful way, regardless of where you are, whether you're at the beginning vision or you're already reached out to somebody, you had your first meeting, you're like, I got to build better rapport next time I meet them. Boom. You know, you, you can go find that principle for you. And that is super powerful where we're not a self-help book. This is not Tony Robbins. If you want to come on the pod, Tony, we're here. But this is not about you need to be overconfident. This is about trusting yourself to begin with and knowing that if somebody reaches out to you and says, yes, it's okay, or, or you reach out to somebody and they say, yes, it's okay to speak with me, you're ready and you have the tools to make it really meaningful for that other person, which in turn makes it very powerful for you as the mentee, the one believing in themselves. You are 100% right. I Yes. Yeah, we are actually doing it now. So you're also excited about Tony Robbins coming on the pod. I would love Tony Robbins. I mean, he is very tall, which he definitely has going for him. And I am impressed with the fire walking. And I would love for him to be my mentor of some kind. However, his I'm, documentary is I'm Not Your Guru. I might take Tony Horton of P90X. We can, <laughs> we can share Tony's. We already have different Pete's. Very different Pete's. We can, yeah, totally. We can have a, we can have a, have a Tony, Tony uh, showdown. Be interesting. I I love all this. And again, please listen, share, mentor, tell us how it's going. Let us know experiences that you're having. Um, let us know what's working. Let us know what's not working. We want to continue to augment our augmenting. Um, so we love any and all feedback. And the, I think that's so important because we don't pretend that we are experts in mentoring. We are big time believers in the three stages of mentoring. You know, we had Kari Brown on to talk about youth mentoring and the importance and preciousness of that relationship. We've also talked about the academic and skill building mentoring, where people are, are developing the tools that can lead them to a career. And then the, the mentoring that we really focus on, which is the career development and and you know, for people that are looking for that second job or, or coming out of grad school or beyond. And that and these tools can then be applied to whether you are about to retire, whether you have finished being a stay-at-home parent and are coming back to the workforce, whatever it is, you can really take these eight principles of augmenting and apply that to almost any relationship as you are moving through your career. 100%, 100%. I can't imagine 
the focus we've had on this, I can't imagine the kind of mentors we're going to have as we move forward. But more than anything, I know our last principle is evolution and the backs and forths of mentoring and relationships. And I just want to say I'm so grateful to do be on this journey with you. We started off God only knows doing what, and now we're doing God only knows what, and God only knows what we'll be doing in the future. But it's so much fun working with you, Jimmy. So thanks for joining. Thanks for being my co-pilot. I also feel very lucky to be on this journey with you, though I definitely do not have the same passion for Dora, the Explorer, as you might. Yet I, you may, you may soon, Jimmy. I, I am sure, I, and I know some of our listeners have a lot of passion for Dora, the Explorer, with you. But what, what's most exciting to me is to see people connect with this, and connect with our principles, and understand that augmenters is going to be the rising tide of mentoring, and. There's such an opportunity when people begin to develop these strong one-on-one -on -one relationships and tell uh, others about how much they value those one-on-one -on -one relationships because that creates this flywheel, this scalable, scalable. I'm going to keep saying scalable because that's what all the venture capitalists want to hear. <laughs> you do not care about. Your favorite mentors. <laughs> but it's the buzzword. But these one-on-one -on -one relationships create scalable changes to the fabric of our society. It can really big build culture within organizations and institutions, within nations, within communities. When you start caring one-on-one, -on -one, truly like and enjoy the other person and value them, you start telling other people about how special these relationships are and how it's providing meaning in your life, tangible meaning, it can be a huge multiplier for happiness and inclusiveness around you there was no better way to say it or to end this episode thank you jimmy we're doing our best and we're going to keep shining our spotlight on mentoring and we'll catch you next time all right augmenters talk to you soon I love talking with Julie about the why of Augmenters. We are entrepreneurs and curious individuals who are thrilled and feel really lucky to hear people talk about helping others, especially via mentoring. We took our passion and launched Augmenters with the goal of augmenting the mentoring relationship between mentees and mentor guides. Because we know that real relationships, I mean real relationships, have the power to transform organizations and build dynamic cultural connections. Visit our website for more interactive content at augmenters.us. Please like, subscribe, and most importantly, share our podcast with someone you care about. Feel free to drop us a line, questions, suggestions, whatever you feel like via email, hi at augmenters.us, or find us on your favorite social media at augmentershq on social Put the HQ at the end, at Augmenters HQ. Big thank you to our producer, Erica Samus. See you all soon.